0: Welcome to the podcast of Revival Fires. This week's message by Trevor Baker is called Preparing for Revival. We are excited about our upcoming School of Awakening with Ben Fitzgerald, Dylan Long and Trevor Baker from the 29th of August till the 2nd of September. Visit our website to register your place today. You know, over the last few weeks I've been talking about um, revival faith and uh, the resolve of revival and then I've been looking at revival faith and then also looked at the call and having faith in the call of God upon our lives and also looking at how time and opportunities come into our lives and we looked particularly last week at the, um, the parable of the talents you know and I don't know about you but you know next week um, everything's going to change Um, for this nation one way or the other and um, but let me just say to you this it isn't about equality you know everybody's wants to try and get everybody equal see I believe that God gives according to our ability did you get that it says he gave each a gift or a talent according to their ability To the one he gave five talents... According to his ability... To another he gave two according to his ability... To another he gave one according to his ability... And so it's not according to equality... Hallelujah... See God always looks to for ability... Ability is what you do... And the talents is what he gives... On the ability that we get... And so you know even for us... See all the time, we have to get hold of a good biblical worldview. And because that helps us look at other people too. You see, if you don't get hold of that, if you don't get hold of a God who does things out of his heart to bless, but also he looks at our ability, you see, if you have too much pressure put upon you, it will crush you. And, uh, you know, there's some people here, if I was to get um, Aaron, where is Aaron? He's down in the back, he's now looking. You see, Aaron goes into the gym how many times a week, Aaron? Five times a week. You understand? Now listen, if I went in the gym and tried to pick up the weights that Aaron is pressing, you see, it would hurt me. Why? Why? Because I do not have the ability. You see, because he has so trained and equipped his body to take more weight. Hallelujah. For him, not for me. I'm not going in the gym. You know? And, um, and so, you see, all the time God looks at our ability. And he wants to bless us to the maximum of our ability hallelujah and so tonight i want to talk about preparation and um, i want to read you those verses out of ecclesiastes why i'm reading them is because people don't turn to the book of ecclesiastes very often and um yeah and it's after proverbs people say where's proverbs you know it's in the bible okay and um Listen to what it says. I have seen something else under the sun. The Oh, chapter 9. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not for the swift or the battle for the strong, nor food comes to the wise, nor wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to everyone. That verse we could also read here. Time and opportunity happen to everyone. You see, we all have time. Hallelujah. That's why you're breathing tonight. It's because you've been given time. And all of us have opportunity. You see, and what we do with the opportunity will determine where we get to. And so here, see, I'm wanting to so revive your faith In the things that God has prepared for you. But also, I want you to prepare yourself to move into all that God has for you. Amen. And so here, time and opportunity happened to everyone. Now listen, this morning, I woke up and I had my usual coffee. And I looked and I said to Shannon, I think it's my... um, I go to the hairdressers this morning. So I looked in and yes, it was nine 30. And my hairdresser appointment was so I go down to the hairdresser and when I got to the hairdresser um the door was locked and so I waited a little bit then somebody came and they said um, what do you here for I said I'm here for my um, hair appointment and uh, I could tell that look you know that look was there's no one here to cut your hair and uh, they said, well, come on in a moment. And they phoned the person up. And, you know, when you're having to phone someone up because you've got somebody there on an appointment, is not good news for the person who's there. And so I prepared this morning to go down there. And so um, as the person comes back and they said to me, I'm sorry, but... Um, she's not in till eleven thirty, and today a whole day is booked up i said well i've got it in my diary that i was supposed to be here at nine thirty on the first it is the first today isn't it and uh, she said yes and she said but she's got you in for tomorrow and i said well there was no way i can make it tomorrow because i won't be here tomorrow and so i said look we'll just have to sort it out later you see now the thing is this the point i'm making is this you see Time was there, opportunity wasn't. so what so what I did I got into work or on my way to work, I phoned up another hairdresser and I gave them the opportunity. Can you see and um, and so I the person phoned me up and said, Listen, can you do it any time today? This is the person I was at first thing. This week. They said, No, I'm booked a board. I said, Okay, I'll just have to um, call you back You know, next time I want it done. And so then I phoned somebody else up and I said, Listen, do you have any spaces? They said, Yes. Um, if you come at 11.30, we can fit you in. And uh, you see, time and opportunity happen to everyone. And so for that person, she got the payment for the work that she did see opportunity opportunities come to everyone see one person's missed opportunity you see we can say well that's it i'll have to wait to next month or whatever or we can say no that's a missed time there but there must be another opportunity and you see time and opportunity happen to everyone. see how many times do you go to something and what happens it doesn't work out the timing doesn't work out and so what you do you stop and you don't do anything see time and opportunity happen to everyone and it says help me to number my days so that I may apply my heart to wisdom psalm 90 verse 12 and so you see help me to number my help me to keep a track of my time so that I may apply my heart to wisdom. Wisdom gives us the application That's right. of our lives. And so here, wisdom says, these are the things I did. I phoned up Ryan. I said, Ryan, where do you get your hair cut? Because I'm not going anywhere. I said, Ryan, where do you get your hair cut? He says, I get it cut at Bogart's down in Dudley. I said, okay. So I phoned a Bogarts. You see, it's always good to go by somebody else's recommendation. And uh, you don't have to have the same haircut. Hallelujah. And, um, and that's not to say, Ryan, if you're watching, you have a very nice haircut. It's just not my style. And, uh, and so here, can you see? You have to use wisdom. And so tonight I want to talk about the faith that causes us to prepare for his manifest presence. You see, he called his disciples and we've been looking at the call of God. God called Abraham. and uh, But there comes a moment when time and opportunity must meet together. and um, And in the story of... Abraham and Sarah, see what they had prepared for and anticipated came to pass. And so really that's what I want to leave with you tonight. It's about what is it that you prepared for? What is it that you're anticipating? Now the one thing we should all be doing and that is anticipating the manifest presence of God coming amongst us. See that's wonderful and you see there's lots of other things there's lots of other things that you have to prepare for like for me i had to prepare to get my hair cut today they didn't make a bad job did they um sharon said it was good so that's all i need to know you know and um you know sometimes i watched one of those mr bean movies once Have you ever seen some of those where he's having his hair cut and the the barber he, he takes he takes the clippers, he moved his head and he took the clippers all the way up his head. No, Mr. Bean was cutting somebody, that's right. And he took the, he took the clippers all the way up his head and he didn't know what to do. So anyway, there was a picture of, um, I think it was Prince Philip or Prince Charles from the back. And so what he did, when he came to show him in the mirror, he just got the picture of Prince Charles, his back of his head to um, see the, the picture you know I mean they could do anything in a barber shop you wouldn't know would you and um, but you see we need to prepare and I'm wanting you to prepare and I want you to prepare for the manifest presence of God you see there comes a time when everything must come together and I, I just sense tonight that things are going to come together and for you. There's things that you've been preparing, things that you've been anticipating, and there must come a time when those things connect together, and as they connect together, God manifests His presence in those things, and things are turned around. Turn to the person next to say things are going to turn around. Are going to turn around though, right? Hallelujah. And so here, the time of fulfillment. See, that's what I also want to talk about. The time of fulfillment. See, when something comes to a place of fullness, and uh, this evening, I'm going to ask you at some point, I'm going to ask you because I've got some oil for everybody here tonight. And uh, you'll get the significance of this as we go through tonight. But I want you, everybody here, I think there's enough. If you're a couple, just take or just wait for the single people to go first, and then you'll probably get one each. I think there's enough here but I'm not certain. I mean, I've got, I've got that many, so I think that'll be enough. Pray. Have faith for yours, okay? <laughs> we're, we're talking about faith. Have faith for your um, bottle of oil. And, um, and so there's a time of fulfillment where God visits us, and when he visits us, everything falls into place. And I do believe that for you you see for Abraham and Sarah they had to have an Isaac moment and you know I've been as I've been talking about revival and revival faith let me just remind you afresh you know to revive something is to activate it something is activated Or something is set in motion. That's what revival is about. God sets something back in motion. Things begin to move again. That which was dead comes alive. That which was dead is quickened. See, now I believe that God wants to motivate you he wants to move you into new things he wants to quicken things for you so that there comes a point even for Abraham and Sarah 25 years is reduced down to a moment and when it's reduced down to the moment Isaac is born hallelujah see I believe that God has got an Isaac moment for you and it's about to manifest in your life and it's all we need to be doing is looking at how we prepare for those times and i said about faith faith is a confidence when we talk about the faith of the bible it's having a confidence and it's a confidence in a person in a promise and in a power the god who promises is has the ability the power to bring things about it says that Abraham, it says he faced the fact that, his, that he was dead, that his body was past, that he was past the age, that Sarah was past the age of childbirth. But he did not falter in his faith because he knew that the God who promised had the power to bring it about. See, that's faith. See, that's having a confidence in a person, God, who has, who does what he promised, and he has the power to bring it about. And so for us, see, I believe the church needs to move in a new dimension of faith. It needs to move in a new place of faith. So that the things that we believe, there are moments when God manifests, and those things that he promised comes into being. See, how many of you have got promises that are outstanding? I've got promises outstanding, things that God has promised. And I believe it's time that we have to prepare to move into those things. And so I want to really build what I want to share this uh, this evening around Matthew 25 and the parable of the ten virgins and um, it says there at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps went out to meet the bridegroom five of them were foolish and five were wise the foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them the wise however took oil in jars along with their lamps then it says and the bridegroom here's that phrase again was a long time. Do you remember last week I talked about the um, the master went away for a long time and then he came back. Now again, we've got one of those other long times. And how long is a long time? It's like that old adage, how long is a piece of string? As long as you want to make it. And, um, and so here, it says that... Um, The bridegroom was a long time in coming And they all became drowsy and fell asleep At midnight the cry rang out Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him Then all the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps The foolish one said to the wise Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out No, they replied there may not be enough for both of us instead go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves but while they were on their way to buy oil the bridegroom arrived the virgins who were ready went in to him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut later the others came also sir sir they said open the door for us but he replied I tell you the truth I don't know you therefore keep watch there's that watchman again keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour time and opportunity happen to everyone see here you've got 10 people and time and opportunity happen to them all but you see it's how you prepare for that how do you prepare for the manifest presence how do you prepare for God's presence to come and as it comes he so manifests and the things that he promised come into being see we can use it talking about the coming of Jesus but I would like you to think tonight that every time that you gather there is the manifesting of his presence now he is going to come in all his regal glory and that's what this is also about but also if it's just a story that's talking about end times well one day Jesus is going to come what about the time when Jesus says wherever two or three are gathered together in your midst there I am There I am in the midst of them. And so there is a sense where God's manifest presence, the bridegroom can come to the bride at any time. See, you've only got to read, I'm reading through the book of Revelation at the moment and the seven churches. It's all about the bride coming to the bridegroom, the bridegroom coming to the bride. It's all about Jesus coming to his church. And I do believe that there are times of manifestation where his presence comes. But also he comes to us as individuals. And as he comes to us as individuals, it's those things that he promised. And we can't have a better promise than his manifest presence. You know, and he talks about coming to us. And he called his disciples. What did he do? He called them that they might be with him. And so here the bridegroom, they, the cry goes out. The bridegroom is here. And it's the call to be with him. See, he was coming to them, but he wanted them to come to him, and you saw the illustration I used last week when I I called for um, Collis to come down, and and I said to you, we live in a word-activated world, or a voice-activated world, and so he had no idea, he hadn't i hadn't planned it wasn't even in his mind and i shouted to him to come down now the thing was he would not have come down without me shouting to him and so my word activated something whereby he came down why because he trusted the person who was calling him and um, and so for us see that call goes out and as that call goes out is what is what is our response and, and this is a wonderful passage here. Because I do believe that as a church, we're moving into a fuller manifestation of his presence coming amongst us. know, wouldn't it be awesome when the presence of Jesus is so thick and weighty amongst us that people are spontaneously getting healed right in their chairs. Why? Because he's manifesting himself to them. And the promises to them. And he promises that every sickness he is taken away, every disease he is borne. And so when we come, there is a, a realization of faith because we've so prepared ourselves that his presence is here, and I can just step into his presence. And as I step in, is all the person at the front is doing, is all the worship team is doing, is just inviting people to come in. Listen to what I. I heard this this afternoon. Um, It was by Phil Driscoll. He just said this. In order for God to manifest, he must be announced. In order for God to manifest, he must be announced. The bridegroom is here. And what happens? Because he's been announced, the, the bride gets up. The ten virgins get up and they go out to meet him. You see, something has happened because he has been announced, he manifests himself. And so for us this evening, I want you to come to a new place with recognizing that there is a preparation, there is a process that goes on, and we need faith in that process. Do you understand? We need faith so that when we're in gatherings like this, god can move around every chair and touch people and as he touches people you realize that the sickness and the pain that you're in is gone and you would know because his manifest presence has come down you know there have been meetings that i've been in and as i've been standing there i felt a hand on my back and i've even felt you know when you put your hand on somebody's back there's a heat moment you know that spot gets hot has been there and um and i'm thinking they're going to start praying for me in a moment and i've looked around and there's been nobody there but the hand uh, and the pressure on my back has still been the same and i've just realized i'm in the manifest presence Now, there's times when god has so touched my body and as he's touched it it's just like i just know there was times somebody prayed for me and i as they prayed for me i just felt his hand just on my chest and i was down on the floor under the power of the holy spirit and as i'm lying under the power of the holy spirit i feel this hand and i'm thinking that it's a person still praying for me and i open my eyes nobody's there but i still feel the weight of that hand upon my life and just the manifesting of his presence See, and for us, you see, this parable here is great for opening up to us, you know, the, the whole thing of when things get fulfilled, see, when the promise gets fulfilled, see, they had, they had an anticipation, and the anticipation was the bridegroom was coming see what is your anticipation what is the point of your anticipation what is the promise that God's made to you see because his promise releases anticipation and it's that anticipation that feeds our faith see without faith it's impossible to please God because those who come to him must believe that he exists there's the manifest presence and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him that's in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 now the thing is this every person here tonight let me tell you you fall into that category you see so often you have people who come to church and um, and the person who speaks you know beats them up you know they're not doing this they're not doing that they need to do more and and they feel that what was the purpose of coming to church you know i'm going out feeling worse than i was listen the very fact that you're here tonight says to me that you have set time aside so therefore you are diligently seeking something from him tonight because you've taken the time to come here there's lots of other things that you could have been doing but you chose to seek him tonight. And so he says that those who come to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the very fact that you're here tonight, the very fact that you show up is a sense, or an indication that you have a diligence in your heart for his presence. And I believe that God's going to reward you tonight. You see, faith, huh? Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Did you know that faith pleases God? Huh? Did you know that your faith is so pleasurable to God? Do you know why? It does this it gets Him to release His possible into your impossible situation. Should I say that again? his faith God loves faith see faith is pleasing to him and it's pleasing in this way that his possible because of your faith his possible flows in to your impossible situation see and so he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and so I believe that you see these women here these virgins here They both, or they all, had certain things going for them. They all had a lamp, they all had a jar, and also they all went out to meet him, they all fell asleep, and they were all woken up. All of those things were the same for every single one of them. But you see, there was the five of them had something that was different. And so it was the difference that set them apart. See, we can all have the same things, but there will be something that's different that sets us apart. See, I believe tonight that God wants you to be part of the difference. Hallelujah. And that difference sets you apart for God to do something with you, and he wants to fulfill something for you. He wants to fulfill a longing for you. And so here, you see, wisdom is the key. And you see, as you look at this, listen to three verses. One is from Proverbs um, 9, verse 10. And it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so it says, these virgins, five were foolish. See, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God so there's no anticipation of his manifest presence you can go through all the motions but if there is that foolish heart it never anticipates the manifest presence the fool has said in his heart there is no God but you see the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and listen that word fear is not a cowering fear it's an awe of God it's a fear that comes out of that sense of the awe of his presence and so forth so that's the first thing the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and then in Proverbs 9 verse 1 it says there wisdom has built her house she has set her pillars in place. And so here, wisdom actually builds something. Wisdom creates a place of habitation for the manifest presence to come, the awe of his presence to come. Isn't that amazing? And so wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom builds a house see it's not it's one thing having an awe of the presence of God it's another thing where you create a place where his manifest presence comes to indwell or to inhabit now the thing is he's told us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit God wants to inhabit your life he wants to come in new ways and I sense that God is going to revive our lives. He's going to revive our church. He's reviving this church. He's reviving this ministry. And we all need those times of revival. See, revival is that you have something, it begins to wane and God breathes on it, and it bursts into flame again. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. See, an anticipation, bursting into flame for an anticipation of his presence. And so the other one is in Psalm twenty-one, uh, Proverbs 21, verse 20. And it says there, In the house of the wise, there is plenty of food and choice oil. So in the house of the wise, there is plenty of oil. Now, put all that into place with this passage that I've just read. See, Five virgins were said to be wise. Why? Because they anticipated his presence, his coming. They'd also prepared a place of habitation for him. And also their jars were full of oil. See, there's plenty of oil in the house of the wise. See, I want God to come and so touch your life tonight. And so how did they prepare for all of that you see time and opportunity happen to everyone see and here how long how long is the time well it says here after a long time and so there can be a long preparation time there can be God gives us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and as he gives us the opportunities every time it's in order to bring us into a fuller sense or a fuller condition so that we can receive more of his presence do you understand that's what God always wants to do and I've known it in my own life you know I can remember the first time going out to Toronto there was a sense of um, anticipation I mean you walked into the um, the meeting that's if you could the after the first time you know usually you crawled in But you walked to the meeting, you got to within a block of where the church was, and the line was already down the street. And there was a sense of anticipation. People were talking, and it was like the air was charged. You could feel the sense of his presence. You know, something was in the air. You know, it's like that please song. Can you feel it? Something in the air tonight. Or the Genesis song. Can you feel it? Something in the air tonight. And there's that sense of anticipation. And you can feel it. I was walking with Bethy um, on Saturday. And we were walking by the pylons. And I hadn't heard it to start with. And she says, Grandpa, can you hear that hum? And I've heard it in the winter. But I hadn't heard it in the summer. And you could hear this zzz- just a little fuzz and I I looked up and I said oh that's the pylons Bethy that's because there's a lot of power going through those lines and I said you know there's that much power going through them that me and you couldn't touch them you know because of the power that's in them and I said you know God is just like that but with God his power is touchable and you can touch his power and he just releases the right amount for us in order for, to captivate us with his presence oh, does he grandpa yeah i said he does and so here you know there's this sense of that anticipation and i can remember what it was like why because you felt it And and God wants to revive those times again. We're not going back there. But I believe there needs to be the same anticipation that you had at those times. You know, the first time we had the outpouring here, you know, in um, the 21st of April. You know, I was at home having lunch. And we left the meeting. We said there was going to be an impartation time at 7 o'clock on the Sunday night at half past three I'm getting a call and they say Trevor you need to come back to the center I said it's okay I'll come back at about six o'clock they said no you don't understand people have already come I said yes but it's okay they said no it's not okay the line already goes out the door all the way down the the road outside and it's now adjacent to the car park the car cleaning place. They said, you have to come because we're going to have to do, we're going to have to be able to do something with all these people that have come. I said, I'll be with you in five minutes. Can you see? See what anticipation does. See what happens when God Its promise is brought to a place of fulfillment where we get to hold our isaacs where you get to hold your call or should i say you get to live out the call of god upon your life and the call of god has to do with the time and it has to do with a place and in that time and in that place god wants to put you there because through you he fills that space with his presence through you hallelujah through you he fills that space with his presence why because in the house of the wise there is plenty of oil hallelujah and so here when you start looking at this parable see this long time of his coming it says let me just read it to you after a long time and um and so how long have you been waiting? How long have you been in that place of anticipation? Hold on, you see. Because there's always a time of preparation. And if you're in that place at the moment, use it as a time of preparation. You see, you may be like me. This morning, I was disappointed. I'd arranged the whole thing with regard to my time in my schedule. But you see, I didn't let the, the um, lost opportunity stop me from what I needed to do. You see, there's some people and they use or they don't allow the time or the missed opportunity in one situation. They don't then step into it in faith and start looking for what has God got for me in this And so what happens is they can either become offended that the person hasn't turned up, the opportunity didn't come to them, it went to someone else, or, you know, they can start looking for another opportunity. And it's so easy to get offended, isn't it? Has anybody offended you this week? I was offended this morning. Did it throw me out? No, I just picked up the phone and made another call. You know, and there's been other times when I've seen even situations. You know, there was a time when I gave a prophetic word and somebody said, Trevor, that's not a prophetic word. Can you sit down? I'm thinking that was the best word I could have brought. See, you don't know half of what I've been through. Do you understand? And and they said, listen, Trevor, you're just not in the spirit. Just sit down. And I thought, okay, I need to get in the spirit. If I'm not in the spirit. If that wasn't in the spirit. I, I embrace that. I, so I said, okay, Lord, just get me to the place where I listen a lot clearer to what you're saying. And then, before the meeting's finished, and listen, I was in a meeting with people like Bob Mumford, Barney Coombs, Dave. I mean, some big hitters. Do you understand? And I gave a prophetic word. I mean, I was just like you, but God was moving in me, so I gave the prophetic word, but it wasn't. They said, no, that's not, that's not, you're not in the spirit. So I sat down and then later on, sure, I'll tell you this, later on, I got up and I got another word. Can you see? And I gave this word. See, I could have taken offense. I could have been screwed up and hurt. Well, they didn't want to listen to me. I was in the spirit. They weren't. But I just listened and then I thought now God now what did it feel like when you started to give me that word and this is what I do so you may think it just happens it doesn't just happen you have to prepare do you understand? You have to know yourself. You have to know what the Spirit of God is doing. So I'm there. And I began to feel the presence of God's Spirit stirring me again. And as I felt the Spirit stirring me again, I paid close attention to how I felt, what my pulse rate was like, all of those. I just began to feel something in the presence of God. And I just felt that sense of those butterflies you know that just start to work in you now God up I gave the prophetic word and they said we need to respond to this word can you see because God is speaking and you see I could have been offended see you don't know the half of what I've gone through to get what I've got do you understand and there's lots of people it would have screwed them up and they wouldn't have prophesied for the next 10 years Why? Because I got up to speaking one meeting the leader told me to sit down because I was out of the spirit and I'm not going to do that again. You know, get over it. Do you know why? Because after that event, let me tell you, that leader does not think that much about you. I'm going to say it as it is. And you spend all the time thinking about what that leader did. He doesn't have that much power. You give it him. Do you get it? You give it him. And so we need to be prepared. Be preparing yourself. Every opportunity, let it be a preparation. And let me tell you God will get you into the place He needs you to be in. So you're in the right time, in the right place, and you become God's space in that situation anything can happen hallelujah and i believe some of the reasons things don't happen is because we're still carrying a lot of stuff because we got offended you know you can get over every offense tonight did you know that by choosing one to forgive them how do you do that lord i just forgive what they did to me i just release it from my heart to them I'm not going to think about what they did to me again. That's it. Because once you think about it, and once you start telling somebody else that thought again, let me tell you, you've just attracted a demon over your life again. He loves it. He loves that type of stuff. You get rid of it with forgiveness, and you move into a new place hallelujah and then you say okay now god i want you to fill me and i'm going to step out again with a new opportunity and listen and i'll continue to step out time 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 again and as i've done it i've used the opportunity see redeeming the time for the days of evil so therefore make the most of every opportunity redeeming the time for the days are evil I think it's in ephesians chapter 5 round about verse 7 see making the most of every opportunity can you see how do you do that by redeeming the time what time remember that time somebody told you should shut up sit down because you weren't in the spirit that's a time that needs to be redeemed because if you don't redeem it let me tell you it's unredeemed and that situation will cause you to fall so that you do not step into new opportunities and so as we do that is what happens we just step into new places listen this could set you free it could set you free tonight to step out again you know like the old tortoise did you know the tortoise before it moves you watch a tortoise next time before a tortoise moves what does he have to do to stick his head out. Have you ever seen them? And then as soon as I, you see that that head coming out. And as it comes out, then its feet come out. And then as its feet come out, it looks around, uh, I can crawl it and then it starts to move. Can you see? But unless it sticks its head out, let me tell you, it stays in the safety of its of its own shell its own shell so here preparation preparation what was their preparation see your preparation is your personal responsibility hallelujah it's not mine it's not your leaders in your church your preparation is your personal responsibility isn't that liberating Huh? Well, it is for me. <laughs> it's your responsibility. Your life is your responsibility, not mine. I'm not going to take the responsibility for it. Wow. So what does that mean? It means that you're free. You're free to step out with God. Hallelujah. You're free to take personal responsibility for your life. So what are some of the ways that we can take personal responsibility? You see here, it's by filling our jars with oil. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. We've said, in the house of the wise there is plenty of oil. That's why these five wise virgins could have oil in their jars. In the house of the wise there is plenty of oil. What is the wisdom? The fear of the Lord. The sense, the anticipation of the manifest presence of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not going out and finding a jar and putting oil in it. No, it's having an awe where you anticipate the manifest presence of God coming. You see, these ten virgins, they were all anticipating something, but five of them prepared for it. And the other presumed. Presumption and fear faith are not the same you understand that and so often do you remember the story in um, Exodus let me just give you the passage I did write it down um, somewhere I wrote it and then uh, Exodus 33 verse 2 Let's just turn there for a moment. And the story is, you see, anticipation. Anticipation of possessing the promise. What's the promise? The land. And so here there's an anticipation. And so what God does, he prepares them. Same way as these ten people here. And uh, what does he do? It says to them, I will send, he says, I will send an angel before you. Oh, no, that's not the passage. That's not the passage. What the one I wanted is in Numbers. In Numbers. And it's where they come back from. I read it the other day. Let me just get it for you. And uh, did I write the verses down? No, that was the angel. Do you know the story where they're, shan you're usually quick is this for me when moses sends them out to um to view the land numbers 14 okay now i've got it that's right chapter 14 listen to what it says they they went out and they told them you know the story story is, yes, it's a good land. Um, there's lots of grapes there. And, um, you know, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. However, the cities are fortified and there are giants in the land. And, um, and we seemed like grasshoppers to them. And Caleb and Joshua, particularly Caleb, he comes back and he says, yes, it is a good land. And the Lord will give it to us. Can you see? The Lord? see, there was an anticipation. The, what God had promised, see, the bridegroom has been promised. The manifest presence of God coming amongst us has been promised. Wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. So there is a, a manifesting of the bridegroom with the bride. Now that's going to come into its fullness. But listen, we have to prepare for that. We have to prepare. And as we prepare, we start to move into that greater sense of anticipation for his coming. And so here, listen to what they said. So tell them, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard their complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, as surely as I live, declared the Lord... I will do the very thing that I've heard you say. In this desert, your bodies will fall, every one of you of 20 years old or more, who was counted in the census. Now listen, they said to us, God could not give them the land. And God says, okay, you've said that. Okay, I will do for you what you've just confessed out. We need to be careful. See, that? that's another preparation. How do you speak out? Can you see? What do you say? They grumbled and complained. And they said, He's brought us out here to let us die in the desert, God says. Okay, you've said it, now you'll do it. And you see, we have to, see, we live in a voice activated world. And it works in the positive. And it works in the negative. He says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. This is the power of death at work. See, a grumbling spirit. If we could just get hold of that in our lives and nail a fence and nail complaining and grumbling. That isn't about talking openly and honestly. Because usually... Complainers and grumblers have talked to 10 people before they've ever told the person who needs to hear. Did you know that? Let me say it again. The person who is a complainer has usually talked to 10 people before they've spoken to the person who they should have spoken to first. Why? Because they want to get other people on their side with regard to their complaint. And listen, usually the other 10 people, they have never had one thought about it that's the truth until they have fed them with their complaint and then they get oh yeah that's true I I noticed that they'd never noticed it before see and we need to be so careful and listen to what it says Um, here but Moses said why are you disobeying the Lord's command this will not succeed because they said we're going to go up don't go up because the Lord is not with you You don't have a sense of anticipation for God fulfilling his promise and having the power to do what he says he would do. You have no faith in God. You have no confidence in this God. That's what they're saying. And he says here, Don't go up because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies for the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there because you have turned away from the Lord he will not be with you and you will fall by the sword nevertheless in their presumption see nevertheless in their presumption they went up to the hill country though neither Moses nor the ark of the Lord's covenant moved from the camp I mean why would you ever want to do that presumption see they're not prepared to go through that journey of preparation see that's all it was they weren't prepared to take god at his word knowing that he had the power to bring it about and so they complained and then when they thought that they could go in see they presumed and they went up not carrying the ark of the lord because that was when moses sounded the trumpet and when it says arise O lord and let your enemies be scattered see and then they moved the ark out into battle that's the that's what they declared and decreed that's what they spoke out and then after the victory and when they brought the ark back in they said and now lord return to your resting place amongst your people the israelites and God rested on them again see and they presumed to go up without the presence that's all it was and so here see preparing preparing it's personal responsibility but let's not act presumptuously see time of preparation or time of presumption both of them go together See, but if you prepare your heart, God will move out with you. And so here in this passage in Matthew 11, just a few more things and then I'm done. So you can get the fullness of this. And so here, as they prepared, you see, it released them to a place of activity, action. See, a time of action, Preparation will always result in action. Every time. And so here, they both, both groups went out. The bridegroom was a long time coming and they became drowsy. At midnight, the cry came up. Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil. And you see here all were doing the same things except for the oil see we can have a form of religion but deny its power we can have as I was reading the church I think is, is in Sardis and it says you have a reputation of being alive but you're dead you know return to me And I will return to you. And so here there's all of these things that keep going. You see, they can have the lamp. They can have the jar. They can even be in that same place of becoming drowsy and falling asleep. But when the voice, the sound goes up, they all wake up and they all go out. But one thing is missing and that is oil. Why? Because they're not wise. Because in the house of the wise, there is plenty of oil hallelujah and we can have our lives filled with the oil of the Holy Spirit See, that is the key and so here it says as they went out and as the ministry of this Holy Spirit you see what we have done in the time of preparation prepares us for the new season what's the new season? a greater manifesting of his presence that's the new season. If you were to say to me, Trevor, what do you believe God is going to do? I, I would say this. We're going to start seeing a greater manifestation of his presence. You know, that's what I'm sensing. And this is a time, you know, even in this Pentecost week that we're celebrating. And we celebrate it because it gets us to look back to see what god did but listen we're not going back to the upper room just like we're not going back to the first meeting in toronto or the first meeting here at the outpouring but what we do we call those things to remembrance because they help us move forward god can do it then he can do it again hallelujah and so here they all had they were all asleep the call goes out and uh, they all go out but there's also a time of reckoning can you see and in the time of reckoning they find out that they've got no oil and listen if somebody came to my house at 3 o'clock in the morning to pick me up for the airport and their car was on empty I wouldn't get in the car it might go for five miles they say well it's on empty um, when the light comes on i've usually got 40 miles uh, 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 i'm not getting in that car do you know why they've not prepared and i am not going to trust their inability do you understand i'd rather call a taxi take me to that place because i'm not getting in the car but i'm going to get to the airport on time and you see here see the same was with these women you see all the church let me put it that way same is true with the church you see we can be running on empty and we can just have enough you see they all lit their lamps have you ever lit a lamp where the oil there's no oil and you've just got oil in the wick And it lights great and then after about two minutes it's gone out see that was because they didn't fill their lamp with oil yes it had a glow see your eye is the lamp of the body if your eye is single so your whole body will be full of light and if your eye is dark how great is the darkness that's in you. And so here it starts to all fit in for us. See, what are we looking for? See, they were looking for anticipating the coming presence, the manifesting of His presence and so here what we do in a time of preparation prepares us for the new season the new season being the manifest presence it says in Ephesians be being filled with the Holy Spirit that word be being filled it's very hard to explain it in in English but it's like this it's having been filled completely you then continually are being filled and so it's a one-off event you know be filled but in the because that's what it says in english be filled with the holy spirit but in the context is, is is it's in is be filled and then as you've been filled then you're going to be being filled and so there's never a time when you're not filled hallelujah woman came in this this evening she's here tonight came in this evening never spoken in tongues never been filled with the holy spirit before the meeting she got filled with the holy spirit now you see the thing is be filled now you're going to be continually being filled and god is the one who's work work in you is all you have to do is keep presenting yourself and allowing god to fill you amen and so here they're both resting but they're prepared and anticipating something see how much do you anticipate come to the meetings how much do you anticipate his manifest presence and here when they said to them give us some of your oil let me tell you there are certain things that are not transferable see you hear me preach so often about the transferable anointing but there are certain things that are not transferable saying so here these five wise virgins they said give us some of your oil." they said no you're not having any of my oil you need to go and get your own oil see there's a time when it's not about transferable anointing but it's about personal responsibility and getting our lives filled with the holy spirit you know the one thing more than preparing messages and all the rest of it but there's one thing that i prepare myself more than any other thing and that is just sitting in the presence of god just asking him to continually wash over me to fill me with his presence so that when i come out whatever words i've got whether you know i feel that they're great words or whether they're not what I carry is something of the presence. And I spend more time sitting in his presence and just wanting to just know his presence in my own life. And you see, that's not transferable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't transfer that onto you. For love, nor money. Can you see? Because there are some things that you've prepared yourself for that you couldn't give it to someone else. And so it wasn't as if, it wasn't as if these people didn't want them to experience what they were experiencing. They said, look, go go to the person. Go to the one who's the seller of oil and get your oil. There is plenty of oil. But you see, they weren't in that place. And they wanted something that others had paid the price for and you hear us saying that but there is something as i read this tonight i read this to death lord there's some things that are just not transferable that you have to get it yourself huh and that only comes by being in his presence see in the house of the wise there's plenty of oil the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom wisdom builds a place of habitation see we all have the ability to do that and so here see taking that personal responsibility to be filled you see a lamp without oil is useless faith without works is useless is dead see both of them work together see a lamp without oil is useless faith without works is dead see there are some things we just have to go ahead and do ourselves it's your faith operating that releases something of the blessing of god over your life and it says here they came to trim it what does trim mean means this to put into a more effective condition have you trimmed your lamp have you put your life into a more effective position See, that's what this is all about. It's all about five, ten people who've got lamps, who've got a jar, five of them have filled it with oil, five of them haven't, and their lamps, they trim, they all trim their lamps. See, they all prepared something. You see, they put it in an effective condition. Also, to trim means to remove all hindrances. And that is to remove the last bits of um, the wick of the last lighting. Do you do that with yours? Even with ours, with candles. And with, you, you take off the old wick so that you light the, the fresh. To prepare or to adjust. Are you allowing Holy Spirit to adjust you? Has your life been adjusted this week? Huh? And, um, you know, in lots of ways that it can, we can be adjusted. You know, I had a, I must tell you this, I had a dream. And and it's interesting that in the dream, it's like it's been my week. And um, in the dream, I was um, in this hotel. And in the hotel... Um, i'm in ukraine with a friend of mine and i go to pay my bill and as i'm paying my bill they've charged me for four people using the room but there's only been me and sharon using the room so i said to them i'm sorry but you've got this wrong there's only been two of us using the room you've got four people here i'm not paying for four people and they said oh no and this morning you sent two people up to the room we've charged them for going to the room i said oh no they only went to pick up my Um, charger socket they said oh no we put it in here I said no listen and Sharon will know that I said no 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 I am not paying this bill I will pay for two people but I'm not paying for four. and I said and I saw this person come in nicely dressed I said are you the manager he said no I said well can you go and get the manager And so he goes to um, get the manager. And this person is trying to say, you need to pay for this bill. And I said, I'm not paying the bill. I'm paying for two people using a room. Two people went up to find my charger. But I'm not paying the bill. So then the manager sees what was going on. And they could see, I think... That I wasn't going to give in. So he said, "Sir, would you come over here?" And they took me into another room. And he said, "Listen, just tell me what's happened." I told him what's happened. I said, "Listen, there's to be two people in the room. Um, as I sent two people up this morning because I couldn't find my charger. They went to found my um, charger, and they've come back down. And they did not stay in that room. And so I'm not paying this bill." He said, "No, you don't have to pay the bill, Mr. Baker." I said, "That's okay." I said, "Now." I said, that person, that if I wasn't in... Listen to this. If I wasn't in a forgiving mood, you would need to sack that person. I can... I'm thinking, why am I telling you this? This is what I'm telling you. I said, if I wasn't in a forgiving mood today, I would tell you to sack that person. For this reason... I may be the first person that's challenged it and there may be hundreds of people that she has charged the money for and is keeping the money for herself. And when I came down back to the hotel afterwards, I went out to the meeting, came back to the hotel, this person had disappeared. And you see, again, see why have I told you all those things? You see, there are some things that we just need to take hold of in our lives. And there are opportunities that God gives to us. And we need to understand it. And this week, you would, be, you would be surprised at the situations. I mean, the hairdressers this morning, that was just one of them. But there's been lots of things this week that I could have easily got into a real stupor about. But it's all it's done. It's just needed me to keep releasing that forgiveness it's good for her that i'm feeling in a forgiving mood and i just felt the lord say trevor i want you to walk in a forgiving mood and it's something that you can walk in yes you can confront things but in confronting it you need to still walk in a forgiving mood and um, you know and i found that that's just been so different over you know the things that have just little things that could have easily come in and altered and took me out of a place of rest and peace and it's been amazing and so there's things like that see preparation see God will prepare you in whatever way he needs to prepare you and all these things and so we need to trim we need to be adjusted listen God will adjust you If you take time with your dreams to listen to him, he will adjust you. And as he adjusts you, he then moves you into what he wants to move you into. And also, to trim the lamps means to be set in the most advantageous place. To be set so that you're at your most advantageous. And here, to be in that place tonight. God wants to place you in an advantageous place so that your light can so shine before men. Why? Because they see your good works. Amen? And tonight, I want to give you oil. That's why I brought the oil. I said, God, how am I going to finish this? I want you to give them oil. And um, I I want them to, this week, to remove the hindrances. And... I'm wanting to fill them with faith in a new way this week. This is what God said he would do. I want you to give them oil because I am going to enable them to remove the hindrances and I'm going to fill them with a new faith so that when that cry goes out they can rise to go into a fuller expression of his manifest presence. See, and as we do that, things can be turned around in your life. Turned around. See, I don't know what you're going through, but I do know this. The bridegroom can turn everything around when he comes to the bride. See, your impossible situation is an opportunity for God's possibility to break in so that you can know his manifest presence amen why don't you all stand i want to pray for you and then i want to there was some other things but i'm going to leave it at that there was some other things i was going to mention but you see you know remember remember personal preparation personal responsibility There are some things that God has done in you that aren't transferable. They were for you. Just for you. Nobody else. And what he does for you, you can tell people by testimony, but you can't give them. Remember Bill Johnson once said, I can pray for people that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit, but I cannot give them my journey and my history with God. See, that is unique to every person here. That's your personal walk with God. Your personal responsibility. It's your personal preparation. And listen, you can release blessing over people. But there will be something that God just wants you to get, you to have. And that's your history with Him. Isn't that amazing? Lift up your hands right now. Father, I pray for everyone here tonight. Father, my prayer is that you would breathe upon their promises. And as you breathe upon their promises, that you would release your power to bring it about and move them into a place of reality and fulfillment. And So Lord, I want to ask that you would anoint them with oil tonight. And as you anoint them, Lord Jesus, their lamps would begin to glow again in your manifest presence. And faith would rise in them, in every heart here, in Jesus' name. Amen.